Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message from Senior Pastor John Lofton. We're going to pick up here in part six of the series, um, In the Beginning. So, we already talked about, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the heavens and the earth became void. It became ruined. It was tobu wabohu. And so we've already learned that God is the source of all things. Listen to me carefully. God is the source of all things. We learned that from verse 1. In verse 2, we learned that the Spirit is the energizing reviver of all things because the Spirit moved upon the darkness. Now, what we're about to learn on this morning is the Word is the revealer of all things. So you got the Father who is the source. Then you got the Holy Spirit who revivifies us. He refreshes us. He fills us. But then you got to have the Word, too. So, so, so people like aspects of God. They like to compartmentalize their Christian walk. And they say, I want, I want this part of the Word or, or I don't like that part of the Word because that just don't seem fair. See, God is not fair. He's just. (laughs) And because he's just, it may not seem fair. But we don't serve a fair God. And God doesn't fight fair either. Do you know that it's stacked up on our side higher than their side? Do you know that two-thirds of the angels are on our side while one-third fell? We got twice as many angels on our side, so why do we act like we're losing the battle? We're not losing the battle because if you read the book of Revelation, we understand we already won. So stop acting like you're defeated. We need to be ruling and reigning right now, right now, over our own lives and over our own decisions. I am sick and tired of hearing Christians talk about what the devil is doing. Why is the devil doing it in your life? Why are you so weak? Because the devil can't do anything unless we will allow him to do it. Do you realize that he's defeated? Jesus conquered it all on the cross. And we keep talking about hyping up the devil. Oh, it's just the devil, the devil, the devil. What is it about you that the devil loves so much, by the way? I I heard somebody say, move on, Pastor. I heard you. (laughs) I heard you. I'm prophetic. I'm moving on, praise God. (laughs) And so here we see, God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, and it was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. So the part I want to talk about today is God said. Somebody say God said. See, there was divine order that was brought into existence by the spoken word. God said. Somebody say God said. See, when God spoke something, he was intentional about what he spoke. There are some things that he spoke after what he said that placed some things in order. Somebody say God said. So if what we speak sets things in order, it is important what we say. Uh-huh. You, you, you think so? But before I get into that, what I have found that was so amazing about this text is not what was said, but who said it. <laughs> so it was God, Elohim, uh, the Almighty One who spoke. Nobody was there. You weren't there when God spoke it. Nobody was there but him. So God is the orchestrator of it all. He's the creator, therefore everything after God was created. 
So since we are a created being, we can't tell our creator what we should be. Okay, all right, all right, okay, okay, I might have said that a little bit too fast. So it would be like if we took a pottery class and we made a beautiful pot and we colored it red and it's beautiful. We baked that thing and it was awesome. Man, we took it out of the oven, man, and it dried. And man, you looked at it and you said, ooh, that thing is awesome. You are a pot. And the pot looked at you and said, no, I'm not. I'm a cup. Now, wouldn't you think that was strange? Because you created it to be what? A pot. So if God created you, God knows what you should be. So you can't take what God created and recreate it. Then you will be Tobu Wabohu. Because you're going to be something other than what God created you to be. I hope this is making sense. I don't mean to scream, but you can see I'm excited about this thing. Amen. So I'm trying to calm down. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. So somebody say, God said. See, see, it is vitally important, beloved, because, see, if you don't know what God is saying to you, then you will be convinced of what everybody else is saying to you. You will start believing what your past has said, your past relationship has said, uh, uh, some old crazy person that didn't even know you that said something to you. And then you start living your life based on what somebody else has said because you don't have a God said. See, see, this is, oh, Lord, Lord. See, this is how the enemy got Mrs. Adam because her name wasn't changed until after sin. So their names were Mr. and Mrs. Adam. So I can straighten some stuff up. It was Mr. and Mrs. Adam. Her name was changed to Eve after the fall. So if you don't understand what happened in the beginning, you will be confused. So when he came to Mrs. Adam, the enemy, the serpent, y'all know him as Diablos, the devil, or Satanic Satan. He came as a serpent, and he said, did God really say? Uh-huh. What was he doing? He was trying to put doubt in what God had said, and that's exactly what he's doing today. Did God really say that to fornicate is means that you're having sex outside marriage? Is that really in the Bible? Yes. <laughs> it hadn't changed. Did the Bible, is there somewhere in the Bible where it says that marriage is supposed to be between one man and one woman? Yes! All over the Bible. See, see, if you don't understand what God has said, you will allow man to change what he said. Somebody say God said. The enemy will plant these little I don't even want to call them demons, but I'm just, they thoughts, little thoughts of doubt. It usually comes at a moment of weakness. When you begin to question God and say, you know what, maybe, maybe I'm not saved. Or, or here, here's my problem, what I used to say, maybe I'm not saved enough. But I thought the blood covers all of you. Hello, somebody. See, you see how the enemy will speak to you? He will speak to you and think that you're not good enough. He will, he will speak to you and say, you know what, why are you starting that business? You know you're going to fail. You failed last time. Right, right, right? And, and see, you got to tell the enemy, oh, yeah, I'm going to start another one because I'm going to capitalize on what I've already learned. See, you take your setbacks and make them stepping stones to your next level. You don't just sit back and say, oh, I failed at it. I'm going to stop. Do it again. Learn something from what you failed at so you can do it again. Hey, man, somebody here with me this morning. 
see, the enemy will stop you from doing the things that God has called you to do simply because it might be hard. It's just so hard living as a Christian. Stop your whining. Do you think it was easy for Jesus to go to the cross for you? No, sir. It took some character. It took some guts. It took some boldness. See, Jesus wasn't no wimp. And we aren't either. Somebody say, I'm no wimp. I know you're not wimps. You don't wimp. You're prayer warriors up in here. Somebody say, God said. See, it's vitally important to understand God said this. It was not your boyfriend. It was not mama them. It was not booking them. It was not Shanae or Ray Ray. I like what they say. <laughs> Praise God. And uh, Bum Quisha and everything else and, 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 and all them other names. So this was God said this. So, so when we talk about the Lord, when we talk about God, he's omniscient. Omni, all, science, where we get the word science, which means he's all-knowing. He knows everything. Before you even pray it, he knows it. Before you even give it off your little tongue real good, God says, I already heard it. Hello, somebody. He's omnipotent. I'm not all potent where we get the word power. There is nothing impossible for him. That's the God that said this. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere at one time. Your past, your present, and your future. He says, I'm the same today, yesterday, and tomorrow. See, God knows everything about you. That's the God that said this. He's the same God that split the Red Sea so that they can walk over on dry ground. He's the same God who brought a cloud by day and a fire by night. He's the same God who closed the mouth of lions and quenched the fiery furnace for the three Hebrew boys. That God said. Somebody say God said. He's the same one who walked on water. He's the same one who went to Jairus' house and spoke to the 12-year-old girl and said, Talitha Kuma, rise. And she sat up. He's the same God who stood on the bow of a ship one night and said, peace. Be still. And the wind stopped blowing and the waves lay prostrate. That God said. See, when you understand this God and what he's saying, then you understand the power behind his words. It's the same God who said that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. If he said it, then that's what you are. See, when you put too much power in what somebody else says, it quenches the voice of God. Therefore, you will be operating in a man's head instead of a God. Somebody say, God said. Somebody say, God said. See, we live in this socially medicated world. See, people on social media, they think everybody want to know what you got to say. Don't nobody care. Nobody care what you got to say. And then they get the audacity to get mad when somebody don't like it. What kind of mess is that? I don't have to like nothing. If I don't like it, I don't like it. You can't make me like something I don't like. In a nice way. <laughs> Hello, somebody. See, see, you see how crazy? You're socially medicated. See, see you, think, you think you can get answers from social media. There ain't no answers on social media. 
You know what social media does? It takes you away from this. Because, see, the same people who are asking for answers, they're not in this. If you just go to this, you won't need social media. Oh, I messed somebody up now. You mean, Pastor, I am not supposed to be going on social media for stuff like that. You can go on it, but you won't get any answers. You're going to get a lot of people's opinions. But I don't care about people's opinions. I want to know what God said. Amen? See, I don't care what you say about me because what you say about me don't matter. I don't care less about what you say about me. I want to know what God is saying about me. But furthermore, I want to know what God is saying for me to do. Hello, somebody. So listen, somebody sitting in this room right now, you've been plagued by what somebody else said. And you can't even move forward because that right there is your nest. And you're stuck in the nest and you will never fly because you got somebody else, God says, keeping you hostage. Did you, did you know that the Bible says, since I'm out there right now, I'll get back to that in a minute, since I'm already out there, can I go out there? I'll come back in a second. Do you not know that the Bible said that a man that cannot rule his own spirit is like a city without walls? Do you know that's, that's a scripture? It's a man that cannot rule his own spirit. His own spirit. Not God, not the devil. The man that cannot rule his own spirit is like a city without walls. See, back then, when you start talking about a city, if that city did not have protection, then any and everything can come in and attack, take the women, take the goods, and everything. So, so a man that cannot rule his own spirit is like a city without walls. That means that you have no protection. That, that, that everything around you attaches itself to you. <laughs> you go around certain people, you start talking like them. And then you come to church and start using scripture. You're nothing but a Christian chameleon. But do you not know that most Christians can see right through that mess? Do you not know that people in the world know when you're faking it? People in the world know when you're faking it more so than people in the church. Because people in the church are too spiritual. Don't be getting all spiritual on me. Y'all already know how I feel about all that stuff. If I see you out somewhere and I speak to you, don't be using no scripture talking about all that mess. I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed coming out. I'm blessed, blessed. You better say hello to me. You might get rebuked. Bro, I'm, I mean, I'm going to work. I ain't got... All that super hyper spiritual stuff. That ain't number fakery anyway. If you're that blessed, you ain't got to tell nobody. As soon as you get on the elevator with them, you know, whoa, that's something on your life, boy. <laughs> Y'all still love me? <laughs> write this down. Write this down. Praise God. Write this down. I must focus more on what God is saying and less on what people say. I must focus more on what God is saying and less on what people say. See, the spoken word, saints of God, causes things to happen. Let me give you another scripture. Write this down. Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life. Death and life. Is in this little red devil behind the white pearly gates. Y'all remember that message? I want to go and listen to that one again. The little red devil behind the white pearly gates. That's your tongue. Death and life. What's, what's the rest of it? Come on. Are in the power of the tongue. Hello, somebody. You, you can speak life in every situation. 
Or, again, it's a choice. Or you can speak death. You can speak life into your children. Or you can talk about their daddy. Come on, somebody. Talk to me now. I'm, I'm, I'm from the community, so I know I am black. This don't come off. I was born that way. Amen. So that's why we fought for civil rights, because we didn't have a choice in it. So if you're in the homosexual community, it's not a civil right, because you made a choice to be that way. We were born that way, so I take issue with that. I'm just telling you like a TIS. If you're from Alabama, you know what I'm saying. I'm just telling you like it is. Right? It's a civil right because we didn't have a choice how we were born. Now, don't make no mistakes about it. I, I, I love, but I'm going to tell the truth while I love. Amen? I love hard, too. And so, listen, death and life in the power of the tongue. What we speak. Oh, um, I, I, I had this one in here. Uh, would you give me the liberty to share this one with you? Uh, Proverbs 14 and 1. It says a wise woman builds her house. Uh-huh. A wise woman builds her house. Do you realize, ladies, come on, ladies, that say, hey. Do you realize, ladies, that your mouth. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. Y'all better pray for me. I ain't lying. <laughs> so, so do you realize that your mouth can build your husband or tear him down? Do you realize that a woman's mouth can make a man a eunuch? Y'all know what a eunuch is, right? 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 The mouth. Or she can build her husband up. Right? Now, now, I, I, I got the men. Don't worry, boo. I got them. So, but, but fellas, Right? The reason is in the Bible about the women is because you should have already known. God should not have to remind you about your tongue. See how they looking at me now? Bro, what you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. See, y'all give me that. What you talking about? Willis look then. I know it. I know it. I know it. See, see, didn't he make you first? See, see, that, oh, I'm going to mess, mess some stuff up now. See, see, the Bible said that I'm the head of the house. Well, that's what it means. The head should already understand what to say. You shouldn't have to be told what to say because you're grown. Oh, see, if, if you don't know what happened in the beginning, you'll believe anything in the middle. The words, the words. It also said about a woman, and I'm not knocking ladies. I'm just saying this can happen, not that you are doing it. It, <laughs> it says that an argumentative woman is like a dripping faucet. See your, see, your wife ain't here. That's why you so loud. Uh-huh. Somebody going to tell Tanea, I ain't lying. Somebody going to call her up and tell her, see, see your husband so loud. <laughs> Amen. Again, fellas, the reason that is is because you already know. And so, so since you already know, you should be speaking words to do what? Build up your family. Even if the wife doesn't. Your words negate her words when they're negative words. Hello, somebody. See, if, if it doesn't matter in what relationship. See, single ladies, 
And single men, this is why it is vitally important who you marry. Don't, don't rush. Don't rush. Marriage ain't easy. Is it boo? Boo will tell you it ain't easy. Right? Huh? Is it? Oh, see. Uh, see, if I was a white man, I'd be red right now. Maybe that's why I wore red, praise God. But see, it's not. It's, it's, it, marriage is work. Now, where the married folks at? Let me see your hand. Now, how many of you who will agree with me that marriage is work? Marriage is work. I'm telling you. So don't rush. Take your time, right? Take your time, single ladies, because, but then understand who you are in God first. So that if that person does come into your life, and if they're not speaking what God is saying, then they're not the one for you. Real easy. It's real easy. It's real easy to determine if the person is right for you or not. What words are they speaking to you? Are they encouraging you? <clears throat> All right. I know. I saw it. I saw it. Since, since I didn't get a good amen, I'm going to keep on digging. Because if you give me an amen, I'll move on. But I'm not moving on. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says, my people, not unbelievers. It said, my people perish. They are destroyed. It's the Hebrew word damar. And it means cut off or silence. That's why we got so many silenced lambs. Uh, we got the silence of the lamb going on. Why? Because you're on the job. You don't even want to say the name of Jesus. Why? You don't want to offend anybody. Uh-huh. See, I think, I don't know why, but I think it's my job to offend don't know why that is. Y'all had to pray my strength in the Lord. I think it's my job to offend because I, I love Jesus. See, see, when, when I, I ran into him, none of y'all were there. And since nobody was there but me and him, I knew how messed up I was when Jesus found me. And who are you? To tell me that I can't say the name of Jesus when you weren't there when he picked me up, turned me around, and set my feet on solid ground? Come on, somebody. None of those people were there. So why are you giving them more respect than you give it Jesus? You don't deserve that respect. You deserve it when I give it to you. But right now, I'm going to say the name of Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus. No other name we know by which men can be saved. You can call on Buddha. You can call on Asalamualaikum all you want. You can't get saved. Muhammad can't save you. He can save himself. <laughs> Somebody say Jesus. Mm -hmm. He said we're destroyed for the lack of knowledge. But see, a lot of people stop right there. Can I read the rest of it? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and read the rest of it. How about what my time is? Let me read the rest of it. He said, for the lack of knowledge, that's instruction, knowledge, light, knowledge, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, knowledge, Jesus. The people are destroyed for the lack of Jesus. Okay, is this making sense? See, the Bible is not complicated at all. Man has made this thing complicated, so you won't understand it because he wanted to be all highfalutin. I ain't highfalutin. If I can understand it, then you can. 
They got the same Holy Spirit. I don't have a different Holy Spirit than you. Same Jesus, same God, same Father. Isn't that good? See, see, put a tack right here. See, there, you remember there was a story when, when there was a man who had some work to be done. It was a parable, which was a pithy way to understand spiritual things. It was a parable. Somebody say parable. So there was a man. Y'all remember the man? There was a man who had some work to be done. So he hired some people. They started that morning. Some other people started that afternoon. But then he found some other people. They didn't come until that evening. You guys remember the story? So they started working that evening. Well, the Bible says and when he got ready to pay them, he paid the man who came that evening who only worked a little bit the same as the man who worked from that morning. Now listen, now listen, the guys who had been there, they said, what the, huh? It was, you know, it's in the Bible, so it's, it's you know, G-rated. God-rated. So, so the man complained, whoa, whoa, how are you going to pay him the same wage as me? I've been here all day. Pastor, I've been up here cleaning up this church. I've been coming to church. I've been tithing. I was in this church before they were. How you going to bless them over me? See, that's that same little snooty, little snotty attitude, right? And so he said, he said, how you going to pay this man the same wage as I? And the man looked at him and said, can I do what I want with my wages? See, that's God. God says, I'll bless who I want to bless. You ain't got nothing to do with it. He said, I will raise the just and the unjust. He said, I'm God. I'm not your grandmama. He said, the people perish for the lack of knowledge. This is why. Because you have rejected knowledge. I also will reject you. Now, this flies in the face of that once saved, always saved. See, I never believed Calvinism in, in, in the first place. But listen, if, if God hears, you got to know who's talking. If God says, if you reject me, I will reject you. I just believe what God said. Not some person who came up in the 1700s and said, oh, it's different now. Now, I, I didn't believe that for one bit. Just like I don't believe you got to say a prayer to get saved. I don't believe that either. Who came up with a sinner's prayer? You show me where Apostle Paul told somebody to say a sinner's prayer. Apostle Paul said, believe. And they said, I believe. <laughs> Where's some water at, bro? <laughs> Let dip me right now. You know, that was it. And what did they do? They went and preached the gospel. That was the evidence. It wasn't falling out in the floor and speaking in tongues. Even though that's, that's, that's good stuff sometimes if it's real. But it's not how you fall out, it's how you get up. That's why I don't care nothing about nobody falling out of the floor. I lay hands on you, you stand up. <laughs> but if the power of God is on you, you better let it go. You better be like Ted Pendergrass. I think I better let it go. <laughs> see, I just went right back in the world. See, y'all just, see, y'all ain't praying hard enough, man. I just slipped. I slipped right on back in the world, y'all just. Mean old devil. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm watching my time. Okay. All right. So, 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 we know that words are powerful. Let me give you Psalm 33 and 6. Write this one down. Psalm 33 and 6. It says, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. Isn't that amazing? It's his word. It's his word. Moses 
was speaking of God's words. And Moses said this, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds, proceeds out of the mouth of God, which means the word is still moving. See, he didn't stop moving from the day he said, let there be light. See, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God shall man live. One of Job's friends, when he was confronting Job, he said, I live by the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Not a new boyfriend, not a new girlfriend, not a new church, not a new job, but it's the breath of the Almighty that whoo, blows into me and gives me life. It's the word of God. Jeremiah said, thy words were found and I did eat them and thy words was like joy and rejoicing to my soul. Are you eating on his word? The word is Jesus. If you eat on the word, which is Jesus, that means you have wisdom, knowledge, counsel, and understanding. If you need wisdom, you got to go to the word. For the Bible says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of Jesus, who is wisdom, who gives liberally and unbraided not, which means he won't hold his wisdom back from you if you ask for it. If you need it, ask him. He said, I'll give it to you. He said, ask. Seek. Knock. The first letter, all three of those is what? You got to ask. You got to ask. Ooh, I just have so much more, but I need to stop right there, I think. Oh, I want to get into that let there be light. I want to get into it bad, too. Y'all give me five minutes. Give me five minutes. Okay, all right. Shh, hush. Okay, 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 okay. Y'all ready? Go back, go back, go back. Oh, they gave me five minutes, boo. Okay, I got to do this fast. Okay. <laughs> that don't happen very often. You give pastor more time. So, so, so Genesis chapter 1, verse 3 says, then God said, somebody say God said. Well, what did he say? He said, let there be light. Let me stop right there. He said, let there be light. It's the Hebrew word, hayar, hayar, H-A-Y-A-H, hayar. Let me tell you what that word means. That word means come to pass. It also means to allow. It expresses, this is, this is powerful, it expresses permission and purpose. Let, that one word, let there be light. So it's three English words, but it's only, it only take one Hebrew word for three English words because we're just too wordy. It only took one God, God word, hayar, to say, let there be light. And so, so it, it also means authorize, enable to, the word let. Somebody say let. It means that whatever has something hindered has to let it go. So God said, he spoke a word. When the word comes in, whatever is holding you back that doesn't line up with his word has to let you go. So when the word comes in, debt has to let you go. When the word comes in, sickness has to let you go. When the word comes in, depression has to let you go because it's not going to stay in the same vessel. Are you hearing this with me? When the word comes in, fear has to let you go. Anxiousness has to let you go. Confusion has to let you go. Come on, somebody. 
Darkness has to let you go. Sin has to let you go. Why? Because when the word comes in, the Bible says, I must decrease so he can increase in me. What? You're going to decrease in your flesh so he can increase in the word in you. And the word in you pushes out anything that does not belong. So the problem is we don't have enough of the word in. Therefore, we can't speak of enough, enough of the word out. Somebody say, let it go. Somebody said, let it go. See, that, 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 that prophet Teddy Pendergrass, go right there. I think you better let it go. There's some stuff in your life I think you better let it go. Mm-hmm. Think about it. There's some people in your life you might want to let them go. Some people weren't meant to be with you forever. And here we are. We're trying to hold on. And God is saying, let them go. They said, no. But I want to minister and God says, that's the problem. See, God says, I can't minister to them because you in the way. See, this is, this is how awesome God is. God is so awesome. If you keep messing up what God is trying to fix up, God will fix up something in your life that's been messed up. So that you can focus on what's been messed up in your life. And then God says, see, that's why I wanted you the whole time. Now I can fix him. See, we in other people's stuff too much. When you should be walking on your own. Hello, let me, tell, let me teach you something I teach all the leaders in this church. Everybody's emergency is not yours. See, you might think that's harsh, but that saves my life. Just because you got an emergency, that, don't have, that ain't my emergency. I had to evaluate, is this important? <laughs> Why? Because this is who I'm married to. So I got to make sure what I'm about to do is not going to hurt my house. See, we got too many people... Because they have a gift of mercy. People, people, come on, let me help somebody. And I'm done. Let me, I'm done. I'm, I'm, matter of fact, I'm going to close this up so I won't go back. <laughs> I won't go back. So, so let me tell you, let me just say this part because I want to help somebody. The, who has the gift of mercy and you know it? If you have the gift of mercy, clap your hands. So, uh, so okay, so let, let me, can I help you as a prophet? Can I help you? you? You need to know and you need to have somebody around you to tell you when to let people go. Because, see, your problem is you're still trying to help folks when it's hurting you. See, if helping people hurting you, that's not God. I don't care what anybody says. That's not God. So, so sometimes you need somebody around you to say, you know what, you need to let that go. And they will be okay. Sometimes when you let people go, they thrive. <laughs> and you're looking like, man, you've been keeping me up at 3 o'clock in the morning, praying for you, pleading the blood of Jesus, talking in tongues, Hawakawa socket Cadillac. Doing it all night long, and you get up, and then when I walk away from you, everything in your life is blessed. What? <laughs> see, God says, See, I raise up one and set down another. Sometimes you got to turn people over to God. Was this good? Yeah. Amen. Come on and give him a hand clap of praise in Jesus' name. <laughs> Somebody saying, God said, Get you a God said, You need to know what God is saying to you and about you. Get a God said. Everybody that's a Christian need to have a God said. What is God saying to you? And if you say, I don't know what God is saying, let me help you. Get in this. This is his love letter to the church. And if you want to know what God is saying, he's speaking all over this. He spoke from the book of Genesis all the way to chapter 22 of the book of Revelation. 
He's speaking to us, saints of God. So all of our answers are in here. Amen? So we got to seek him in this. So bow your heads with me. Let me just pray for some people. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.